the positive injury updates keep rolling in for the Miami Hurricanes. Could this finally be the week that we see tight end one Elijah Arroyo make his season debut? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Thank you to the everydayers. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. So as mentioned, continue to get some positive injury news. We found out yesterday morning. Cam Kinchins is ready to roll, in Mario Cristobal's words. And then in the afternoon, the media pressed Mario a little bit on some of the injury issues and nagging injuries, and Coach Cristobal was asked about Elijah Arroyo, tight end who tore his ACL early last season, uh, I believe had a, a hamstring issue uh, early on uh, in fall camp. That's why we haven't seen Arroyo yet. And Mario Cristobal said, you might be able to see Elijah this weekend. So, uh, And also, Cristobal did add Trevante Citizen is not far behind. So I don't think this could be the week for Trevante, but that one could be on the horizon. No better time than the present to talk with our good pal, the truth teller, Bruce Warner. Bruce, we've been talking about Arroyo, his potential debut, you know, since the season started. You must be feeling pretty good today. Well, I've been talking about him for the last five or six months. Look, if he gets yeah. in for a half a dozen plays, I think they want him to get his feet wet. They don't want it to get wet next week at North Carolina. So we'll see. He may block a few plays. They may throw to him a few times, but he needs to get in. He needs some work. You know, that's a bad injury he has. Yeah. Here's what uh, offensive coordinator Shannon Dawson, who also spoke yesterday, said about Arroyo's potential debut, whether it happens Saturday or down the road. He says, I'm looking forward to it. I love that kid's demeanor, he said. Obviously a big-bodied, talented kid. I'm eager to get him on the field. I think he can add an element in a lot of different ways to our offense. It's good to have a handful of those big guys. We've gone in several games where we've had a couple of more personnel groupings because we don't have the numbers there that we should. He adds a number there that always allows you to get into some heavy stuff uh, where you're not looking at it on a sheet of paper, where if one guy goes down, we can't run these six plays. He brings some depth. That would be very welcomed. Now, you know, Bruce, I um, I still believe that when and if completely healthy, Elijah Arroyo is probably the best tight end on the roster this year. And Riley Williams could be even by the end of the year because he's so good. Uh, but, you know, it's fair to say, like, Elijah Arroyo hasn't really broken out yet as a Miami yeah. Hurricane. Like, he played sparingly 2021 as a true freshman, preserved his red shirt. Uh, he only played in the first couple of games last year before tearing the ACL. Yep. So I know the potential there is through the roof, but as a hurricane, he only actually has 152 receiving yards and one touchdown. So we haven't actually seen the Elijah Arroyo breakout just yet. Yeah, we're just looking at what he's his potential is. Yeah. But we saw glimpses of it, and, and, and that means going down the field and running by guys. You know, he kind of reminds me a little of Kellen Winslow, tall kid. He can go deep, great hands, but the injuries. So I don't know 
what injuries, what the effect of it is going to be on mentally. And that's what Mario wants to see. He does want to see it. He's going, I don't care what he says, he's playing uh, on Saturday. For sure. Okay. Okay. Now, I, now I know, Mes I don't think Mesador is coming back yet. I I was hoping he'd come back this week. He still might. I think another guy they want to see him get his feet wet again is Mesador. Yeah. But if not, he will be full go, I believe, next week. It'll probably get in 15 to 20, maybe 25 snaps because they need him in that game. Uh, and I think Dean's coming back this week. Kelly will be here again. And we already talked about Cam. Cam's coming back, and that ought to help. Uh, look, yeah. they, 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 they missed him, obviously, his leadership. Uh, they did give up some big chunk yards in these last couple of games, especially in the second half. But, um, I, yeah, like you said, we want everybody together starting – at least starting next week, because that's a huge game. And kind of leads into what I was saying before. People ask about a trap game. This is a trap game yeah. for more, more reasons than North Carolina is next. Because I mentioned to you, this team is notoriously bad. And all the guys out there to think, here's Mr. Negative. Check it out. After bye weeks, we're horrible. For the years, where even when we were great, we were we had these just walk go. It's like a walk in the park kind of games, and we got we got you know got in trouble. Um, it's a trap game because this is a, an ACC game, and you just can't be looking ahead. This is a young team, right, Alex? They're very young. Yeah. So, and they've had lapses in games. I don't expect us to lose, but I think maybe twenty five points, twenty four, something like that. I don't really care. Just beat these guys and stay healthy. Because next week's where I'm going. Well, and to what you're talking about with the trap game, um, it doesn't like help that mentality when Georgia Tech just got beaten soundly at home by Bowling Green last mm -hmm. week. So it's like, I know some Miami fans look at that. And you're like, yes, these guys lost to Bowling Green. I'm like, no, they lost to Bowling Green because I, I, you know, uh, again, Miami's going to win the game. I, I believe, uh, Bruce, and I, I think that a lot of a lot of what you're talking about, the history is correct on coming off of bye weeks and trap games. I think the mentality for this team is different. I don't think they're going to fall into that trap, but I think I would have probably preferred if Georgia Tech had won a close game at home yeah. against Bowling Green instead of suffered the upset because that also that prompted Georgia Tech to make a defensive coordinator change, yeah. which that that adds uncertainty. Like that that doesn't make it easier to game plan for. That only makes it harder and because you, you don't know what you're going to get. So Andrew Thacker had been their defensive play caller uh since 2019 mm -hmm. their defense is so bad georgia techs uh you know they're uh, 128th in the country against the run they're in the hundreds in total defense so they they didn't even fire him which is like i think that's even more demoralizing like they demoted him demoted. and they promoted uh kevin scherer uh to become the defensive play caller and shannon dawson made a very sound point yesterday they're not going to make that change if they want to keep doing the same stuff on defense. Obviously, they're going to give Miami some defensive, some different defensive looks, and we don't know what those are because you know we can't really study what Kevin Scherer is going to do. They'll probably run it down their throat then. Yeah, <clears throat> Miami's probably going to run it down their throat. Let's see if they could stop the run. If they can't, they could play action all day long. So I don't think he's that worried about it. You know, I don't think he is. Look, Miami's got a lot of plays they haven't even thrown out yet. So they're not going to show too much, but they will next week. That's for sure. I, I, I listen. I, I I just don't like 
these kind of games where we're expected to win. Look what we've gone through these last 8, 10, 15 years. Look at last year, Middle Tennessee State. And I would assume Georgia Tech's better than them. They do have two wins this year. But yeah, they got a good I, offense. Like, like Georgia Tech, their, their defense, their, I could talk all day about how bad their defense right. is. Their offense is pretty good. And the former Texas A&M quarterback, Haynes King, who's playing there now, is off to a good start. He's got 15 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's playing well. Yeah, he's he look, he's got experience. He can throw the ball. And the pastor quarterbacks basically just ran the ball. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about winning the game, but you're right. I think I think Mario has got into these kids' heads. We're playing the same way they did last week and the week before and the week before. Go out there and kick some ass. Let the young kids play. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't care what Georgia Tech does on defense. You know, our offense is still a work in progress. Yeah. You know, and, and you talk about players who you want to see when we get to that. Yeah. But I like to see I like to see um, Chris Johnson in the flat catching. He's, he's run two or three times where he just takes off around the edge. I mean, he's got blazing speed, but I want to see him in the flat with the ball in his hand with a linebacker on him. That I want to get I want to get a little bit more into that because Cristobal did say yesterday that one of the things that they learned about themselves during the bye week uh, in these practices, because they were still practicing hard during the bye. Mm-hmm. He estimates around six to eight peripheral players are ready to take on bigger roles and they're ready to play more. I want to talk, and Chris Johnson's a good one. I want to talk more about who that could be and who those players should be when we come back. As we like to say, we're only getting started on this episode of Locked on Canes. Folks, you're looking for those last-minute ticket deals. This should not be a frustrating experience. I know it can feel daunting, like, oh, I want to go to the game later tonight. Am I going to get a decent deal? Am I going to get ripped off? You will never get ripped off at game time. In fact, you're going to find your best deals last minute guys uh they have killer last minute deals all in prices you can get views from your seat they'll show you exactly what you're going to see from where your tickets are and their best price guarantee guys flash deals zone deals easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area at game time from sporting events of course concerts comedy shows and guys we have to talk about the game time guarantee the game time guarantee means you'll always get their best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. All you have to do is download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm uh, I'm smirking right now. And by the way, thank you for making Locked on Canes your first listen. Because Bruce, I uh, earlier earlier today, I, I retweeted something that our uh, my colleague from Locked on Gators, Brandon Olson, sent out this tweet about like basically how bad Florida's offense has been. And I retweeted it just to troll him. And so then a bunch of Miami fans are retweeting my retweet. And he's Brandon's texting me how much he hates me because Miami (laughs) Miami fans are commenting on the tweet. But hey, um, I'll bet you the Gator board is lit up like 10 Christmas trees in Washington, D.C. on Christmas Eve that those fans, are you know, they expect so much. Yeah. They're constantly bragging how great they are. Yep, what they've yep. beaten this year? They beat look. They beat Piper High School. They beat um, you know a couple of other baby schools. 
Well, they they went up to Kentucky and got their asses handed to oh, them, right? Yeah, that was disgusting. And that, Utah, that, uh, they were behind in the Utah game from the first play. Yeah, they were. And we've come to find out that Utah, great defense, but their offense, you know, and Cam Rising still hasn't even debuted. Right, yeah, their, their offense is not good. He didn't play in that game against Florida either. Their right. offense is not so good. Uh, so here's here's something Cristobal said on Monday. We found ourselves six to eight more players, he says. Uh, when it comes to peripheral guys really stepping up. And he did, he mentioned some names of guys who had been playing a little bit more uh, in practice and have gotten some time in games like Matt McCoy, one of the top mm -hmm. reserve offensive linemen. Obviously, we talked about Chris Johnson getting in games and Ray Ray Joseph has gotten in some games. Uh, Ryan Rodriguez is a guy getting more time. Cristobal said Thomas Gore, who played really well against Temple, the defensive mm -hmm. tackle. Uh, Jaden Wayne has seen his role increased. Uh, I'll give Bruce a, a name. I don't, I don't like him covering people, though. I've seen him a few times. Yeah, in coverage. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Nigel Lee Kelly is a little bit better uh, right. at that from that position. But I, I think Wayne, Wayne is a stud. He's going to get there. But I'll tell you, man, going back to the offense, Bruce, uh, another guy, because I talked about a few of these names uh, on my Saturday episode. Another guy who I'd like to see more and has contributed on special teams, but I want to see more of him on offense. That's Brashard Smith. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Brashard, who scored that big kickoff return touchdown against Texas A&M, obviously, you know, it's been difficult for other receivers to get on the field because Xavier Restrepo, Colby Young, Jacoby George have played so well. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to see Brashard Smith find ways to get on the field more on offense because he's always dangerous and he's so versatile. Yeah, but he's at the same position as Harold and he's at the same position as as Ray Ray, and then you still have uh, Shamar Kirk sitting on the bench. They're yeah. all kind of in similar plays. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, look, he's had his chances in the last year or two. Hasn't mm -hmm. really stepped up, but he's playing much better now. I I, I like what he's doing. Um, he's another weapon that this team has, and you have to have it. I want to see more Isaiah Horton because he had the big touchdown. He's had a couple of catches, but I like to see him. But it's hard because the first three guys are so damn good. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What are you, what are you reading? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm, st I'm still, I'm still texting with, uh, with the Gator guy, Brandon. Oh. Yeah, you're done with them, the Gators. The Gators. They're a national powerhouse, aren't they? Do, do you think, uh, Bruce? Um, are we going to see more of Tyler Harrell? Because you know, we all, obviously all of us were. We see his forty time four two four. Really, really exciting. Uh, you know, we've seen him a couple times kind of – I think in the Temple game, he got yeah. close to grabbing one. Uh, I don't right. know if the wet field had something to do with him not being quite able to get on the other end of it. But, you know, obviously with Harrell, this is a guy who took a one-year gamble on himself to come back home to Miami, has already played at two separate schools, comes here at a grad, as a grad transfer for the last ride. I hope we see more of him from this point forward. Well, I would think that if he was that great, we would have seen him – but you know what? I thought we saw a lot of Ray Ray, and that's kind of diminished too. So I think one of the things I've always liked, you know, when I talk to Lamar and these other guys, they didn't like being taken out. Yeah. And if, right. if you've got four really, three, four really good players, you know, in back in the day, even in the, in the early 2000s, you don't substitute these guys that often. So I, I think they're getting their feet wet. But as far as seeing Harold constantly, I don't think so. I don't. He would. He, he could have impressed in the fall. I don't think he did. So we'll see. But keep winning, man. Just keep winning. By the way, 
people who are watching uh, the video version will notice we're both wearing all black today. We got the black hats, black shirts. Uh, do you, Bruce? Do you like the uh, the Miami Knights uniforms? Uh, I don't. I don't know if I've asked you about that. Which they're they're finally going to put them on this weekend. They didn't wear them last year. And you know, I like what Cristobal said about them on Monday. So the the decision to actually wear them, it sounds like an, it's an entire team thing, and it's not just a Mario thing because mm-hmm. the team leaders and the captains also have to kind of vote and decide what they wear. And Cristobal did mention. Like if uh, I'm, I'm this is me paraphrasing the quote, I did write it down yesterday. But if, if you're going to wear something new, you know, you, you better you better make it look good out there, which means win football games. So they want to actually impress wearing those uniforms. But I like them. I mean, I obviously I wouldn't wear those every week, but I think for one night game a year, I think they look pretty badass. Well, they do look badass. The problem that I have is I've never seen it in the nighttime. I only see these like the hat and everything in the daytime. Yeah, so I hope I like it. I hope we can see the players. Yeah. You know, it's it's dark. We're looking at what a number and and something on a helmet, a decal that glows. I think it'll be cool, just as long as we you know we we win. That's all I care about. Yeah, right. Uniforms, right? Because uh, Cristobal basically said that if you if you don't you know look good wearing those uniforms, we'll probably never see them again. Like if they go out there on Saturday and they get smoked didn't by Georgia get, Tech, then we get smoked. I I thought we had new uniforms against. LSU in Dallas a couple of years ago. Ooh, I can't remember what they White, wore. Very feathery look. It was like almost like a plastic. Oh, look. is that when they wore the feathers under I Mark? So. Uh, th- th- those just looked terrible. I think Mark Richt wanted to get rid of the feathers just because they looked so stupid and they, yeah. they went to a more traditional thing. I can't re- I, I, don't I don't remember, remember if that, that was, was the game. That, they, yeah. they wore those once. And I think at home, I think at home they wore either all green with a green shiny helmet we i remember that killed in that game too that was still with nike but yeah i think you're right, right. i think they got killed in that got game killed in that one too yeah so listen i'm not a big fan of the orange with the white pants because that's tradition yeah i like it but i, I do like, like i do like new stuff it's okay. cool it brings attention to miami so when we come back um an area mario cristobal acknowledges miami's got to be a lot better and a lot cleaner when it comes to winning games and winning consistently in the ACC. We'll talk a little bit more about Georgia Tech and how their offense can challenge Miami's defense. You want to keep it locked right here, man. Alex Dono and Bruce Warner with you on Locked on Canes. I got my bird dog shorts on today, which means even though it's like 100 degrees outside, humidity through the roof, I'm always cool and my legs are always looking good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and they give your leg a truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And yeah, they do. I've tried them both. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fixed that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And this is a big one for the South Floridians out there like myself and Bruce. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps your legs cool, keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. Go to birddogs.com slash college and enter promo code LockedOnCollege at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash college for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thank you so much okay. for making. Yeah, thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. For the everydayers, 
You want to take that everyday or experience to the next level? Try our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. Click the link in the show description below. You get text messages directly from my phone to yours. Try it free for 14 days. Then if you like it, opt in for $4.99 a month. We give you a lot of added value on there. So, Bruce, a, a big area that Miami needs to fix, and Mario Cristobal made no excuses for it yesterday. The Hurricanes are 113th in the country in penalties. Mm-hmm. Mario said this that's an area where we're not happy with at all. Avoid the avoidable. We're disappointed in that, he said. And that's something, again, you know, Miami got away with a ton of penalties against Texas A&M. You can't expect to consistently get away with that against the likes of the North Carolinas and the Florida States and the Clemson still on your schedule. I think he's upset at, at mental mistakes. Yeah. Late hits, stupid things like that. Now, we see we see our right tackle getting called for holding several times. But I don't think he's necessarily talking about him. You know, the kids, he's a kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and but late hits and dumb penalties and pushing somebody out of bounds when they're out of bounds or whatever. You know, excuse me. You got to cut that out. Now, I don't know how you cut out. That's aggressiveness issues. That's not yeah. easy. Right. You know, so in, 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 in the judgment of doing it or not doing it is like split second. Yeah. It's, so it is. It's kind of hard to stop that. I'd rather be aggressive and get hit with penalties. Not when we're winning by thirty points. I don't care. But if it's a close game, don't do stupid things. You know, focus, concentrate, things like that. I, I'm sure fault starts bother him. Defensive offsides bothers him a lot. Um, I thought you were going to say he still wants to work on that secondary. Mm, yeah. I think he's mentioned it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so, I so saw, Miami, I saw the linebackers get beaten. They didn't drop. They right. didn't drop enough, and they got beaten in, in, in zones and things like that. He's got to clean that up. Yeah, Miami against the run, number one in the country against the right. pass, sixty sixth in the country. So there, there's obviously a gap between those two things. But I, I'm curious as to your take on this. How much of that pass coverage is just by personnel going to get dramatically better with Cam Kinchin's back? Because people people may forget that the last two games have been played without your best player in field general in your defensive secondary, right? Because I mm-hmm. I think adding maybe won't take you from sixty six to number one, but I think adding Cam Kinchins back into your defense from this week on is going to clean up some of those maybe communication breakdowns in the defensive backfield. Well, maybe communication breakdowns, but the other part of the equation in stopping the pass is the pass rush. Who's missing on our yeah. team the last couple of weeks? Right, that's a door. Dean, Kelly, yeah, Kelly. You know, you got, you got, you got um, uh, Bain going a lot, and you know maybe it's catching up to him a little bit. But the pass rush, Kinchins, but you got to put that pass rush in there. That's another reason why this, the quarterbacks are having a lot more time to throw the ball. You know, and if they get flushed out of the pocket, they're making some plays. Even even um, Kurt Warner's kid looked decent. Yeah. You know, not bad. It's a crappy team he's got. But I, I want to clean up the penalties. I agree. Pass rush has to be better, which will help the secondary. And and obviously, no injuries. No injuries. And, of course, the last – I think everybody wants to see the guys we mentioned before, the healthy guys and some of these young kids. Somebody's got to break out, be it Prashard or, or Ray Ray or maybe maybe Harold. I don't know if he's going to be the guy that breaks out, but – He's, at least he's he's on the field. We haven't we haven't needed anything yet. Our offense is so damn good. Yeah, and speaking of of Miami's offense, like on on paper, the easiest place to exploit Georgia Tech is their 
very soft running defense and like it's it's bad Bruce they're 128th in the country so they're third third worst in the country dead last among power five teams in stuffing in stopping the run um, I think we'll probably see more of AJ Allen this week we still don't exactly know why he didn't play last week uh, you know whether it was Minor injury or I think, I think it was a discipline problem. That's just my opinion. Maybe so, but I mean, Shannon Dawson hinted that he should be back in uh, in the rotation this week, no matter what the issue was last time around. And so, yeah, you should be able to basically run up the gut, no problem against Georgia Tech. But I, I do think Miami will stay balanced, and I hope they stay balanced and complete some big passing plays because. They've got some five and four star wide receivers who are going to be at the game visiting. I know Jeremiah yeah, Smith is not going to want to go down there to watch them run the football 60 times. You you got to hit some plays down the field, too. Alex, what would you do if you're um, if you're Tech's defensive coordinator and, you know, they could run the damn ball. And that's the weakness of your team. You yeah. stack that box, a box. Say, you, you got to pick your poison. Yeah. Now, he may just say, all right, what the hell with stopping the run? But, you know, we've got enough weapons to run for three hours. Yeah. Um, so I think they're gonna. I think Miami may take some shots down the field early in this game, and that's that's what I think is gonna. Because you can't you can't change your personnel. You're just gonna have to change the scheme. So if you change the scheme, you've got to be in there to try to stop the run. That's what I think is gonna happen. And um, let's let's see what happens. They're gonna probably do more shifting, so they show us different looks and maybe back out. But he can't change his personnel. No, He's, and they're. I think they're undersized to begin with. Yeah. So. Let's see. You know, they're going to make adjustments. You don't think Dawson's going to make adjustments? I, I, I think this guy, him and Gidgey are incredible. But I'm actually more impressed with Dawson because he's turned that crap offense that they had. Of course, they got more personnel into what I had said, 35, 40 points a game. Only I'm wrong. It's higher than that. Yeah. It's like 43, 44. Yep. So this year, it's nothing. It, it's been exciting. But if we can shore up the things that Mario wants to shore up and these guys come back healthy, what are we on Tuesday? I think we're going to beat North Carolina too. Well, let's all let's I go do. one let's go one week at a time. Let's all pack. Yeah, no, let's not do next week's show. I already said they're going to beat North Carolina. Yeah, we could take next week off, right? Yeah. <laughs> Huge stuff. I always love when the truth teller Bruce Warner joins us. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your week. You too, and uh, I'll talk during the week. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited about the game because of the uniforms, and we're playing an ACC game finally. Finally. But um, yeah, I think a week from today it'll be all UNC. That's all we're going to talk about. I love all right, it. buddy. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. You too, everyone. Make sure you follow our show on X slash Twitter at Locked On Canes, and we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.